Hello and welcome to United We Podcast, brought to you by the United Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Aloyola Jr., President and CEO. United We believe in the power of collaboration, the strength of advocacy, and the endless possibilities of growth. From advocating for local businesses to fostering growth opportunities, we're here to ignite conversations that matter. This is United We Podcast. Hello, and once again, welcome to United We Podcast here at the United Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce. Today, we are joined by Melina Gosa from Trident Sports and Entertainment. Thank you for joining us today, Melina. Thank you for having me. How excited are you about the season that's coming? You know, with uh, with my... my uh NFL team not making it. Oh it, yeah, <laughs> you know I uh, I'm super excited, especially now that Super Bowl is over. Yeah, yeah. Well, and speaking of teams, you know I think most of us in South Texas are, are Cowboys fans, and so I think I'm excited to have a hometown team here in, in Corpus Christi that we can cheer for, and hopefully we can win some championships, huh? Yes, yes, absolutely. American indoor football is making its way. Um, here, uh, starting March 17th, kickoff. Well, before we talk about the season and everything you guys are excited about, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Melina, the story of Melina. What, are you from Corpus? Where are you from? What, what's going on with you? So my story is I was born uh, in Corpus Christi, mm-hmm. a Memorial Hospital that no longer exists. Mm-hmm. I was here to see it. Uh, I was born into it, and I got to see it go down too. So, you know, that says a lot, but, uh, I was raised in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Okay. Um, also raised my family in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And then once my children were grown and gone, it was time to move to the beach. Mm. It was always my goal, um, to retire down here. I just decided to take the leap of faith in my early forties and get down to the beach as soon as I could. So, um, made my way nine and a half years ago here to the Corpus Christi area, was always working in corporate America and remotely um, with back home roots in Dallas Fort Worth, um, and then a few years ago got into the Corpus Christi community and was with a title company um, that was coming in from the Austin area, um, trying to plant roots here. And so I got into business development and growing the name and grow- growing the br- brand, tied into the local community. I was the new girl. Plus the new company in town. So the one thing I found out about Corpus is they're very loyal to local. Yeah. So I had to make those connections and get involved in the community. And there's um, the one thing that I've learned through this part of my journey is that it's it's really who you connect with and right. the resources that you use here in this community for for small businesses. Right. Uh, the, the, like the saying is, that people don't do business with business; they do business with people. And and, and you're right. Corpus Christi is a very relationship based community. Do I know you? Do I trust you? Are you going to do what you told me you're going to yes. do? And, and, and yeah, they're going to hold you to it. So that that's great that you're sharing those experiences. You've also been very engaged with the chamber. I, when did when did you start getting involved with the organization? So um, when I was with the title service, we did join the Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce. Um, and so that was my only – I was trying to meet anybody and everybody that could help me make connections to grow this title company. Um, and then later on down the road, um, I did get laid off when the when the market started kind of fluctuating and doing its thing. And I realized that I was so tied into the community that there's so many opportunities for small businesses and big businesses if they're connected in. And so for me, that's always been why I've stayed engaged is because it's something that people what you, what you don't know, you don't know. Right. And because they are loyal, loyal to local but want to see experience growth, they people don't always know which way to turn. Sure, so. sure. Um, you mentioned the downturn in the market. When was that? 
Um, I got laid off <clears throat> in November of 2022. So. And it didn't seem like you were too discouraged about what you connected. You, you, what was the next opportunity for you? So the I decided I had uh, volunteered and gotten on some boards and um, here in the local nonprofit world. And I was like, okay, but there's so much going on here. If I walk away, I'm not going to affect everything, but who's going to step in? So mm-hmm. I continued to build that. I then came across um, – I was recommended to the Tritons, found out about the opportunity, um, and talked to uh, Kevin, our owner, and told him, you know, that I he had his struggles with trying to get sure. grounding here because he is from out of the area. Sure. And so I understood his challenges and just said, you know what, I'm here. I, I've already established roots and I already know people. Let's just try to work it. See where it goes. See, see where, where we can it goes. Do. See where we can do. Well, I'm glad you brought up your nonprofit experiences. You you do serve on on some boards, huh? Yes, I serve um, on Big Brothers Big Sisters as vice president, um, Coastal Bend Heroes as secretary. I'm also on the West Side Business Association, Padre Island. Um, I'm a city girl at heart, yeah. um, and so I understand the value of having diversity and having different opportunities and different business partners and different um, ways to see things instead of just sticking to Southside or to sure. the downtown or the different areas. No, that's great. And, and you know, you think about the growth of Corpus Christi, what, what we can, I think, I, I would like to see or hope for, is, especially with the work of the chambers, you really don't want to see your town become a town of towns, right? Where, like you just said, like people stick to just one side of town or I live on the south side, just stay on the south side and shop on the south side. If we could broaden the, the nodes where people can connect or find value in experiences, hopefully that builds this town in a, in a, in a big, broad way. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And so it's funny. Um, thinking about that is when I first moved to um, the Corpus Christi area, I moved straight to the island. And of course, I was talked about by all my friends, but of course, Blaney, you would go straight to the <laughs> island. I'm like, no, well, that's just, I, w- I wanted to be near the beach. Yeah. But there was this unspoken rule at that time that people didn't do people business with people over the bridge and people over the bridge didn't do business with people sure. on the island. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, okay, what, what, what are we talking about? Like, right. I don't understand that. And so now... A few years later, I see so many people interact now between the island and Corpus that I love it because I'm like, mm, these are the same people that were like, we're not going to go do business over there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why are we going to go across the bridge or why are we going to go over to the island? And it's really when you're and maybe I, I have a little bit of disadvantage or advantage, but when you're from a big city. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes down the road. That ain't nothing. That's that's the average trip, right? Yeah. Well, and we brought OTB, right? Over the bridge is what they call it. But it's not the sleepy place that it it used to be. No, not that I grew up coming to and visiting. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And the development that you see with the white cap development that is breaking ground and you see really what's happening. You kind of can start to see that tangible change. Um, Well, back to now your experience helping build the Tridents. Why Corpus Christi? Um, for me, you know, again, being an outsider and, and coming into this area and planting roots and seeing um, all the different levels of, of uh, football from peewee. I mean, they start them four or five years old oh, back yeah. home it's and all the way up to high school, college, all of that. And the one thing that um, Corpus and I've always said it because all my aunts and uncles would come and go to the Dallas Cowboy games and yeah. things like that is that Corpus needed that opportunity. They needed they need to be able to keep that money here. Right? Why take that money and go? To, I'm not saying don't go to the 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 other 
games. Well, I'm it, saying keep it here and keep it so that our children here within this community can see what what is out there because some of these children I know on the west side haven't even seen the beach. There you go. So if they haven't seen the beach, they probably haven't seen a professional player. You nailed it. Or to that to that to that to elaborate on that the you've seen the trajectory of sports growth and in Texas, South Texas, especially we, we love some good football. We love some good picks in, right? But you've seen now the trajectory of the NFL and, and cost and the average ticket cost. And let's not even talk about how much it was costing to go to the Super Bowl, which is crazy to me. It's, 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 I can't get my head around that, but, but the economics of football can almost be not inclusive to, like you said, to, to, to certain demographics. Correct. And so that's what, um, you know, I, as you know, I'm on the league side as well as the, the local side for the team. And the idea about American indoor football is to come into these communities and support these communities and these children um, so that they can get a broader, a broader view. And they do that by getting the support of local, that having that home base, just no different than the Dallas Cowboys and all of us girls that were growing up in Dallas, Fort Worth, wearing yeah. the Dallas, having their own indoor arena football team that they can support and have these children benefit from seeing you can go to school, you can go to college, you may not go to the pros, but you can still stay active and get paid and, and still, you know, aspire to be a football player. Have some fun with it. Too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. have some fun with it. You know, it's very interactive. And, and that's why we look for to garner the support of the community so that we can you know, my goal and my, my owners will probably kill me one day when I when they hear me say this, but my goal is I would like to see children five and ten years old get in for free or at least 500 of them. But we have to have that support. Sure, right? It has sure. to be the community based and keeping that money here locally to invest in our children, not allowing other cities to take that from us. Right. And, and you know, a lot of sports are not I wouldn't say on the decline, but the concerns regarding safety. And, and it really is just about educating folks on the, the, the sport has been around for a good while the sport continues to make its own enhancements and safety and whatnot and so it, it if you don't really expose f- folks to it then it kind of gets taken for granted a little right. bit yeah well I, i'm curious was there any other name considerations besides the treasure was it like when what? i when i came into the picture in april of 2023 last year um it was the tritons so they may have thrown around so, yeah, some i was just names, curious yeah like yeah, what were they, some other uh, ideas it automatically you know i connected with it being a, a girl that loves football and and I can talk the best of the stats with the guys knowing that we had that opportunity and seeing it it was it just felt right Triton's just and people are really digging the the graphics and the logos it's super cool it is super cool I mean right here right here <laughs> yeah cool colors cool well the league so you mentioned you're involved in the leadership of the league can you describe what you're seeing in that camaraderie that family of, of the arena football league yeah so um, American Indoor Football League is comprised of seven teams currently um, in 2025 we're going to look to do uh, nine teams is what we're, we're hoping uh-huh. to have um, and at my job title for that is director of community relations so I'm basically trying to use Corpus Christi as an example of what we want to see all of our um, teams go to and and helping other teams and using what other teams are doing for their markets to help them grow their communities and and support their children and um you know 
figuring out ways to support these inner the, these towns that don't have the big football but can you know bring but, in visitors. I mean, we have teams coming from out of state that'll be coming. So that what does that mean for Corpus? That means that people that would never ever probably know about us, even yeah. know about us, get to come in and support a city. And we all know. I mean, I remember when I told friends that I was moving to Corpus, they're like, "Oh my god!" Now they're always down here going to Port A or going right. to you know downtown right. Shoreline. You know. Um, so that opportunity there as director of community relations to be able to share that and be able to spotlight the Lexington, being able to spotlight like the things that are going on here, people th- that come this season, the visitors and the fans for the other teams that come this season. And then next year when they come and the bridge is done and they're like, oh, my gosh, I remember, you know, that that's really a good feeling to know that. I'm helping put Corpus on the map, that yeah. it's not just about Texas, that nationwide there, there's going to be other teams that know about us. Right, right. <clears throat> I'm glad you shared that. Um, well, look, you've also, I, I, could, you, I could tell you've been busy. I can tell you're out there connecting. I can tell um, you're networking and really trying to spread the word about what you guys are working on. Can you share with our audience some of the value you've seen with the, org- the chamber itself that maybe has been helpful to you, I hope? Yes. Um, you know, so the chamber, you know, um, as I shared, I'm always one to try to keep it 100 with everybody. Sure. And, and, and we, we all met some challenges after 2020. Sure. Um, trying to get back in I came in in 2021 and so it was my first experience with the chamber it was and it wasn't always on mark but um, what I've seen is I've seen a change in in the tide I have seen the leadership I have seen the different diversity um, at different levels of leadership and um, different ages like yeah. shaking it up you know one thing with corpus is I and I said it earlier is they're very loyal to local but we also have to we also have to embrace change and what that looks like what what something would have looked like five years ago is not going to look like the same and and you explained it the best um, when you said we were operating in a taxi cab world and we're ubers now yeah yeah and you know I was so impressed the other day and I'm still talking about it with everybody like, do you know the chamber has an app? Like they they have an app. You can go right there and you you don't have to miss an event. Like there's not an excuse to do it. So, so to know that as a chamber that y'all listened Mm -hmm. to people and got the feedback and everybody said, okay, we can't fix what we, what, what's been done, but what we will do is try to offer the resources and get the word out and explain to people because what you don't know, you don't know. Right. Right. Relevant service off these meaningful events. And yeah, we, we, we can do like, even with this podcast is our aim is let's spread the word about the trends. Let's be excited. Let's fill that stadium. Let's show not only Corpus Christi that we, we value this, but the world over, like bring sports here. We're going to, we're going to do well. I mean, the hooks are a great success story. Yeah. And And the Islanders, I mean, you know, I mean, we, we have some titles and things like that in Corpus. I mean, the whole thing is, is we're right there as a, as a city and a county. We are right there. So adding one more value and saying, well, we don't even have to go to town. I mean, we have football right here. And, you know, yeah. so that's super exciting as a as a person that's at the ground floor seeing it happen. And so I'm familiar with, with arena football and kind of the rules. But can you maybe explain to the audience how it's a little different but the same? So um, and I'll be honest, I've watched it on videos and things like that. But um, so basically what it is, is gonna, we're going to take the 
the rink and we're going to turn it into a turf. We're going to turn, and so the dasher board banners around it, the ball, it, if it hits it, it's still live ball. That's it's so not, cool. <laughs> I mean, they can go it, until it hits the ground. It's not going to be dead. Um, and so it's very interactive. The suites, they're ground level. You know, most people think of when they go to a suite for a football game, they're going to be up sitting. No, you're going to be ground level. So these guys are going to be coming at you. Um, <laughs> You know, hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you got to watch your thing. It, it, you, if footballs get tossed up in the sands, it's yours to keep. It, you know, it, oh, it's wow. very interactive. It's and it's very family friendly. It's very fast paced. It's not sitting there for four down. You know what some kids would look at as boring or fun. Sure. You have to be on your head has to be on swivel at all times to make sure that you know what's going on because you never know when a football player is going to come flying into the and stands. Hit the wall. Yeah. Hit the wall. Well, we're excited to, to and with our partnership uh, to to have a suite on the ground level. We're looking forward to filling that box. Um, super excited about. It. But I didn't know that you could the ball you could keep it that's yeah. that's super well, yeah. gonna, I hope one comes my way <laughs> for a souvenir yeah. um, well the, the, and, the, uh, and let me just add on that part of it with the what what makes us different is that our the children that go to these games they're going to have a chance and an opportunity to meet these players. The one thing that I'm I'm very passionate about to know me is to know I want to know what we can do to make corpus the best that it can be. And so one of the things is our players are required to volunteer. And so these kids are going to know who our players are. They're going to know at the games, they're going to be able to come and see that and, and, and really feel like it's not just what we grew up with seeing, you know, Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman at a distance. From a distance. Right. right. We're going to be, they're going to be able to have that hands on. Well, they're going to be part of the community. They're going to be a part of the community. Well, I, and I, with you being that steward, I know that they are very much going to be successful at that. And you've been incredibly successful at connecting. So I, I want to especially thank you for, for your involvement in the chamber. Um, you've been such a great ambassador. I, we're, we're having our, our chamber March Madness tournament for recruitment. And right now you're dominating the game. So I don't want to discourage. In it to win it. I don't like to, I don't like, if you ain't, what does Ricky Bobby say? If you ain't first, first you're last. last. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, and I hope that the, the Tritons end up in first place. And um, what, yes. What does yes. the play? Look like so. Um, our first okay, so just real quick, our first game is March 17th. We have five home games, four away. Um, it is our actual first league game is a is March 30th, so and that's against the Amarillo Venom, our, our Texas competitor. Um, and so home field advantage for playoffs will go to leader and then championship will go to home so my my dream is to have it this first season and yeah. with who we have at the helm i think that we can get it done with our leadership um on the football field but it's going to be exciting yeah it's- it is well i want to thank you for joining us today i if you want to send a shout out or a reminder where folks can maybe get some tickets or how they can uh know where to when, what's going on with the Tritons? Yes, yeah, so um, tickets can be purchased at Ticketmaster. Um, you can go online to our Tritons Arena Football. You can go to the box office. Um, we have theme nights every um, game. And so one of our big ones that we're really super excited about is obviously our home opener, March uh, 17th, St. Patrick's Day, Sunday afternoon. But the other one is our military, um, honoring military and first responders, which That's is great. April 19th. That's great. So. That's great. Again, I want to thank you for your time today. Thank I want to you, thank Al. you for Y'all being are doing guests. great. Thank you so much. Uh, be sure to check out the Tridents and let's uh, let's get some football going in Corpus Christi. Uh, you once again, thank you for joining us to our audience. You have been joined by Melina Gosa from the Tridents Sports and Entertainment. Al Ariola, thank you for joining us. Triton up. <laughs>